The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Emotions are all over the place coming into the first race of the playoff. You've worked your whole life to have a shot to win a championship at this level, and it's right there in front of you. Oh my God, guys, yes! The only way to win is to attack it, but when you attack it, there's a price to be paid. It's the hardest race I have around. About ready to come into tears. Just as happy winning this than we was the first one. It's a drag race to the checkered flag. Don't you push it. He's in the stand. Stay high. Don't give him the right rear. Cover 500 for winner. Denny Hamlin. Dallas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. The playoffs start this weekend. We're certainly fired up for that, especially after that hype video. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, Professor Nate Ryan joining you here today. Coming up on the show this afternoon, Cup Series playoff driver Chase Briscoe will be here. He'll join us. We'll chat about that. You'll get our picks for the first four out and also the Ooh. championship four and surprise drivers for the playoffs. That's coming up in a little bit as well. And, uh, and we also want to hear from you guys at 844-NASCAR-NBC, and we will preview the Southern 500. Nate, before we get started with all that, some breaking news late this afternoon. Denny Hamlin scheduled to be in his one Xfinity Series race <laughs> of the year. That's the only one he yep, picks all right. year long, the Darlington race in the fall. He will now not race in that event. Why? Yeah, he is still experiencing soreness from his Daytona crash. He said in his neck, in his back, in his hips, there's yep. been some mm. um, videos mm. circulating around on social media of his in-car radio after that Daytona hit in which he expressed the fact that his jaw was hurting, hmm. uh, that he was feeling some pain. And he said after that hit that, like, hey, this is legit and that I understand what guys have been saying this yep. year, Kyle, about the next-gen car. And we see the, the quote here from, from Denny talking about the soreness in his neck back and hips but uh christopher bell said again this week that uh for whatever reason with this car it seems like guys feel the impacts a little bit more in upper body and especially yeah. around the neck and head region yeah i just i just don't think this car you know and and this that's huge coming from a guy like christopher bell who has flipped sprint cars and right. midgets and things like that to say i reckon one of these cars and i'm sore than i've been in, in other things and, and and i think you know of these cars they've done such a spectacular job of building these cars and, and, and making them in different compartments. You have the front compartment of the car, you have the rear compartment, you have the center section of the car, and you put them together. They're, you know, it's a, it's, it goes all together, but they had to make it extremely stiff, and the body is the weak link. Mm. That, that's how simple it is. The body is the weak link of the car, and, and, and they've got to figure out something. So 
the impact that these drivers have felt, and we've heard it from the very first accident that they had in these cars. I'm sore than I've ever been. I, I, I don't feel like I hit that hard, but my body is more sore, and it's sore all over, just as Denny's saying. He's sore, his hips, his back, his jaw, his whole body is sore. It's not just mm. one part of his body. It's the entire body that gets sore. Uh, I've heard Joey Logano say it. I've heard William Byron say it. I've heard so many people say it this year. So um, Kurt Busch is setting out. So Correct. obviously there, there's an issue somewhere. But I do believe that NASCAR continues to look at the data, continues to look at it. I just hope that those intersections happen a lot faster, that we make these changes so that these guys don't have to set out a cup race or an Xfinity race or, God forbid, something more drastic happen. Well, obviously with the Kurt Busch situation, and by the way, the video we showed you is not when Diddy got in the big wreck. That was late in the race yeah. when he had the bigger impact. So, Nate, what, what can NASCAR do? I mean, I, I hear the drivers in the garage area talking about this. I see, you know, we're going to talk to Chase Briscoe in a minute. He's one of the drivers after Daytona saying, man, I'm way more sore than I normally would be. Mm-hmm. Where does NASCAR go to get this fixed? I mean, I, I think what Kyle was just saying, they're, they're working on areas that they can, like yes. around the head and neck support and the foam that surrounds yeah. them in the cockpit. But there's only so much that can be done construction-wise with the car. You know, obviously, this is a completely new car, uh, independent rear suspension. And I asked Austin Dillon, actually, at, at Richmond about this right after, um, you know, the Kurt news that he was going to miss that race, that, like, hey, is there anything that can be done at this point? And I, I don't want to say drivers are resigned to this being kind of the, the, yeah. the box that they're in. But am I right, Kyle? I mean, yeah. I, I feel like that's what drivers are saying, that they understand that NASCAR is working as yeah. much and as hard as they can, but there's only so much to be yeah. done in terms of the construction of this yes. car with only 10 races to go in this yeah, season. Yeah, and that's the problem. That, that, that is the problem. There's only so much that NASCAR can do. There's only so much the teams can do. And there's only so much the, tri- the drivers can do at this point in time. So they are resigned to the fact that this is what they have. They are not resigned to the fact that this is what they have to have in the future moving forward. I think they're looking to NASCAR, and I think NASCAR is doing a lot, working with different teams, working with different people, trying to figure out, do we move the fuel cell? Do we make more crush zones? It's all about the crush zones, okay, when you get back into it, is you want the car to hit, and we, we see IndyCar wrecks, okay, you see, and you see the wheels come off. It's dissipating energy. It's dissipating energy as these things happen. And the car begins to slow down. And the car never takes a solid hit, or you hope it never takes a solid hit. The problem with the car that we have right now is when the front hits, the driver feels it all the way back here. It feels, it's felt all the way at the back of the car. It's like being on one solid piece of, ro- of railroad iron. You feel it all the way through it. Hmm. Uh, it's like plucking a guitar string. You feel it all the way through the entire guitar string. And that's the problem. It needs a little bit of a crush zone. That's what the older cars had. If we go back to steel-bodied cars with steel bumpers back in the 70s and 80s, that's what the cars of the 90s and even the car of tomorrow had. That had that crush zone in the front and the crush zone in the rear. Uh, but we don't have that now. And, and the other thing about changing the car now is the way the next gen is built, where it's single source suppliers. Yes. It, if NASCAR makes a change now, it, it's not as easy as no. like, hey, all the teams just go build all their own right. cars. It, all, the, all these pieces of this car, the, the chassis comes from one place. Yeah. All the parts on this car, they come from single vendors. Yeah. And so when you think about the supply chain issues, especially that have been uh, hitting the world during the pandemic the last couple of years, that affects yeah. like how nimble you can be when you make these kinds yeah. of changes. And you, listen, there's so much. It, it's, this is not two trailing arms and a rear end housing with a, with a nine-inch rear end gear in it a, anymore. It's that independent rear suspension. It's, that's where the drivetrain is. It's complicated. Where, it's, complicated. it's a lot more complicated 
to start moving that stuff. Um, and, and I don't think that they've had these issues in other forms of racing because we don't, you don't have this on the road courses a lot of times. We've not heard people talk about this uh, from road racing and from different forms of other motorsports that have the same basic design. Uh, but we saw Kurt Busch's accident. He backs in the wall. He's out and out indefinitely. We saw an Xfinity car back into turn one almost the exact same way, and the guy drives it back to the garage area and gets out of it and races the next week. So that's the old-style car in comparison to the new-style mm. car, and there has to be some kind of compromise. But again, this is not pitching anybody in the river. NASCAR has continued to look at it from the first right. driver complaint, and we're just in a little bit of a box, and hopefully we make it through 10 races so that we can get it straight next year. Yeah, I think everybody just wants to get to a resolution yes. point yes. where we're not having these things crop up. Again, the news real quick. Christopher Bell filling in for Denny Hamlin in the Xfinity Series race this weekend. Denny just wants to make sure that he is good for the start of the playoffs and 100% for Sunday night, which brings us to the playoffs for 2022 for the NASCAR Cup Series. And, boy, Kyle, you look at these playoff standings. I mean, it couldn't be any tighter to start the first race of the playoffs. I mean, this is insane. Joey Logano plus 25. You go down to the bottom of the grid. Chase Briscoe is only plus nine. I mean, that is a tight gap from second to 12. Yeah, look, the, the thing this year is we talk about it all the time. There's a reset. Oh, we're going to get to the playoffs. <laughs> and then this year there is a reset because everybody is fairly equal except for Chase Elliott. If you, if you take Chase Elliott out of the equation uh, and almost take Joey Logano, he's, he's got five points on the next guy. But if you take a couple of guys out of it, it is a reset. These guys are starting fresh. These guys are starting uh, on equal footing. And we've seen this car this year equalize the racing on the racetrack. So it's going to be pretty interesting to go through Darlington and Kansas and Bristol and to see how some of these teams shake out. Do they step up? Or do some of these teams continue to run like they did in regular season? And I think the reason that there's not there's a 20-point spread this yep. year from second mm-hmm. Joey Logano to Austin Dillon in 16th. In 2020, there was a 47-point spread yeah. from wow. Denny Hamlin in 16th or in second, to Matt DiBenedetto yeah. in 16th. DiBenedetto had zero points. Yes. What's different this year is you have 15 winners, yeah. so everybody has at least five points, yeah. and then you, you, know, you throw in stage wins for guys. There's not as much variance. There's not as much separation. Even the guy who's winless, Ryan Blaney, comes in after finishing third in the regular season standings, so he's got eight playoff points there. So it's, it, there's not as much separation, I think, because there have been so many yeah. winners. And it's not like it, it was in, say, you know, 2017 when Martin Truex Jr. is racking up yeah. 20 stage wins yeah. plus eight victories. There's been Great no point. separation like that. Yeah. The other fascinating thing this year is Martin Truex Jr., by not making the playoffs, right. there's, a, there's a massive void of playoff points that were, in essence, awarded yeah. during the season, Nate, right. that just vanished. Yeah. They're no longer there. Essentially, 22 playoff points have just disappeared like into thin air because <laughs> wow. Martin Truex Jr. would have had, um, under the playoff system, he would have had 15 points set because he had seven stage wins, and he would have gotten eight points for finishing fourth in the regular season standings. But because he didn't make the playoffs, those points, they didn't transfer. They didn't go to anybody. They just they disappeared. He'd have been the fifth seed. Yeah, he'd been yeah. the fifth seed. And, and Kurt Busch you know, is not in the playoffs. And he had a win and two yeah. stage wins. So there's seven more points. Yeah. So, and then Bubba Wallace also had a stage win. So essentially, you have a playoff pool that has 222 points in it, but then you have 22 points, almost 10% 
of the total that yeah. that didn't get Maybe. used. It's it's significant. So we talk every year, Kyle, how you cannot have a mistake. So we've clearly set the table. Yep. You really can't have a mistake yeah. this year. You look at the playoff race last yeah. year at Darlington. I mean, these playoff drivers struggled. <laughs> I mean, it is a Southern 500 it's after all, right? It's a Southern 500, right? man. It's these sun- playoff drivers did not have a yeah. good Darlington race last year. They have a race like that. That could be it. Yeah. Could I, be out. Listen, I, well, this is what I'll say. In the past, they could be out. And, and I've thought about this since, I, since we've said that. You know, you look, you look right here. Um, Eric Almirola, 16th, 18th, 20th, Christopher Bell, 22nd. Wow. Play. These are, this is where these guys finished last year. Now, the problem is, last year, there were, as you say, there was a larger separation in the points last right. year. So that 34th place finish was compounded by an additional 8 or 10 points or an additional 10 or 12 points. We don't have that this year. Right. We, we don't have that this year. So that means you might be able to have one bad race and recover from it at Bristol or recover or Kansas or Bristol. But traditionally in this system, if you leave this first race and you're in the bottom four, you basically stay in the bottom four. It is incredibly hard to recover after that first race. It's easy to lose points, easy to lose points, but this system is a bear when it comes to gaining points. Yeah, and when I look at that list, the name that stands out to me actually is the guy who is the bottom, Michael McDowell. Okay, um, why, why he, was that? He went into that race last year thinking, I've got to make something happen. Yeah. And he lost control of his car, I think it was in the first 20 laps. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was early, yeah. Yeah. early. He was just early. sort of driving over his head a little bit, yeah. he, he later admitted, and it was because he was trying to make something help, happen. He yeah. felt as if, hey, I'm coming in here as a low seed. I've got to get these uh, these points and get get advancement. And as it turned out, if he would have played it safe, yeah. so many guys, I mean, we look at that list. I mean, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Kyle Busch, so many guys had problems that weren't expecting that problem. It's like, I wonder if teams will approach it a little more conservatively yeah. this year. Like, if you're one of, if you're a Daniel Suarez who right. comes in with only one win, do you maybe approach it? Well, if you can get through with top 15s, you don't have any right. trouble. Yeah. I think you'll be okay. But, but the other the other, the other, other side of that, Nate, is that last year in that race, Chase Elliott had a terrible finish, but left, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Ryan Blaney had a terrible finish. He had a lot of playoff points. Left, everything's going to be fine. They weren't worried about it. I think no one other than Chase Elliott and maybe Joey Logano have that comfort this year. Right. You right. have trouble in this yeah. race, you could be done. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, but I... This is the part that fascinates me this year, uh, and and is how do you not, how do you, is there such thing as aggressive conservative? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, is, yeah. is you know, it's cautiously optimistic. Is there such a as a such a melding of that? Because you can't afford to be conservative. You know what I mean? You you just about can't afford to go into to this thing and say. Okay, I'm just going to have a good day here, darling. I'm just <laughs> because when right. you do that, yeah. when you do that, and you change your style of driving, we've talked about it with a number of drivers. When you start changing your plans, then something bites you. You know what I mean? You, you're you're not on your game 100. percent That's a good point. So how do you how do you go in here and say I'm just going to race the racetrack, or I'm just going to do? Listen, I, I've, we've all done it as a driver. You you say I'm just going to go in here and I'm going to I'm going to follow Kenny Strader all day long. And you follow him 15 laps, and it's like, i got to get in front of Kenny. He's holding me up. He's hold- you know what I mean? And, that's, and I'm, I just use well, that as an yeah, example. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. It's, it's, this, it's that mentality. It is that mentality. It takes, a, it takes a guy on the box. It takes a guy on the spotter stand to say, back her down. Let's do this. But I, I still, you got, you got to go get some points. I mean, it's hard course. to have patience over the course of 500 miles, that's right. 10 pit stops, yeah, right. yes. what, three-plus hours. Yeah. You know. It's, it's yes. long. Let me counter yeah. what you said, though, Nate, because I think – 
even if you go back to the spring Darlington race, I think since then, teams have learned even more about this car. Oh, yeah. They can push the envelope with this car more. That They can they can run against the wall, hit the wall four, five, ten times. It's not going to matter with this car. That's true. I wonder if teams will be maybe even more aggressive in this race. Does that make some merit? I mean, they don't want to be that aggressive you like Corey LaJoy. <laughs> you can't but get they, that You know what I'm saying? A little more aggressive, you know? I mean, I guess it makes sense, Marty. I guess you're right. Like, they're not maybe going to be in as much trouble if they damage the car like they did earlier yeah. in the year. But at the same time, I mean – rationality has to come into play at some point, right? Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we, we just left the Daytona yeah. race you can't where... abuse it, yeah. I, if, you, if you would have just ridden at the back at Daytona, yeah. I mean, we saw who finished in the top ten at Daytona. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. like, you were rewarded for the fact that you were patient. And yeah. I would think that that probably is on a few drivers' minds coming into Darlington. Even though the Kyle's yeah. point, I, I, don't, I don't know how easy yeah. it is just to say, oh, it's, I'm just going to be conservative for 500 miles at the yeah. hardest track on the circuit. I, I, I do think, and, and it's an excellent point, that these guys are so much smarter with this piece of equipment than they were when they rolled in there the first time. They, they know so much more about it. They know so much more about the mechanical grip. They know so much more about the parts and pieces. They know so much more about the weak spots and the, and the strengths is, of yeah. the car. They know so much more about this car now. So I do believe they'll be able to take advantage of things this time that maybe they couldn't take advantage of the last time. And maybe it is going to the wall sooner. Maybe it is not worrying so much about bouncing off because you just didn't know what it was going to do um, to the rear end. You didn't know whether it was going to snap the right rear right out from under the thing if you got into it. You know, you heard so many people talk about, is it going to fold the right front end? What, what's it going to do? So I, I don't not worried about the body, but we've seen so many things that they've learned during the course of this year that I think, uh, it'll be it, they'll be better when they get there. So we've talked the playoffs. Let's talk the track and this race. Uh, uh, let's give the race its due, Kyle. So where yeah. does the Southern 500, when you're a driver, rank in terms of saying toughest race on the schedule? Yeah, you know. So listen, I, I'm I'm old school, and every we all know that. So it's it's, it's so <laughs> it's always gonna, it. so it's always it's always going to be Daytona. Yeah. You know, it's always going to be Daytona, the 500. It's always going to be the Southern 500. And then comes the, the, the World 600, the Coca-Cola 600 for me. Those three races are the three. Indy jumped up in there. Well, whoa, where is Indy? It's a road <laughs> course. In terms what of, happened? Of a no, but hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm just saying that's where it's always been. We are getting ready to take the, the next-gen car to a racetrack that was designed to run about 85 miles an hour on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly. And, and that, look, you look at the racetrack. You go back to that first race. There were guys that never even got up on the bank. Never even got up on the bank. That's why the apron's so wide. Mm. They were afraid to get up on the bank because they'd never seen anything like that in 1950. So when you look at this, this is the truest sense of the word of what NASCAR was and what NASCAR is. And we're bringing it together on this racetrack. The racetrack is still as tough today as it was for those guys that, that showed up and didn't know what to expect that very first time in 1950. Um, and I think it's the same today. It's different in the first 20 laps. It's different in the next 100 laps. It's different in the last 100 laps. The racetrack changes, and it is truly the one place that you run that when it's over with, you're mentally beat and you're physically beat because you have to hit mm. your marks. You have to be on top of it. You have to judge and say, i got to catch that guy in the middle of the straightaway. If I catch him in the corner, i got to back out here. You don't just run up on somebody and try to get around him. You have to set people up constantly to make time in traffic. And that wall, we see the 18 car of Kyle Busch. The wall is an ever-present danger. Okay, it's, it's always there. It's just always there that's, that reaches out. Look at that. It's two and a half lanes at most wide 
and, and we see guys on the apron. You see guys everywhere. So the racetrack is, in the truest sense of the word, your biggest competitor when you go down there. And I wonder if it'll be raced a little bit differently the way that Logano won this race against Byron uh, oh, the yeah. first time in May. Good I mean, point. we never really seen like a bump and run yeah. attempted at <laughs> yeah. Darlington. Well, but that, that was maybe a little more aggressive than I, a bump and run. Yeah. Logano moved him out of the way, like oh, kind of like a short More track, than yeah, moved right? him out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Knocked I mean, him out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I wonder if people look at that move and think, eh, maybe we could start doing that. It, yeah. it, I mean, it, you know, I mean this not, is not yeah. something I had seen at Darlington no. before. <laughs> and maybe that's going to be a feature of this new car, not a bug, you know? And it could be. Listen, we've seen this a lot of times with this car this year. We, we've seen a lot of guys have just, you can't get around them. You've got to move them out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and Darlington is a place that, that we saw it there. Um, you know, it is just, look at, I mean, the place is worn out. The place is sandy. It, you've got to do anything you can uh, when you mm. get to somebody to get around them. And it is what still, with this car, with any car we've ever had, still the toughest place to pass. Still demands respect. It, it does. It? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it hard to believe. Makes you earn it. Hard to believe they build it in a peanut field and it still demands that much, <laughs> that much respect. And man. save the minnow yes, fun all at the same exactly time. Right. Um, hey, Nate, busy, uh, busy couple of days. NASCAR Xfinity Series news-wise, this news before we go to break with Jeremy Clements, the Daytona winner. Unfortunate news. Uh, kind of tell yeah. us what happened. Well, uh, essentially, he keeps the win, Marty. But they took his car back to the R&D center. They inspected it. They found something wrong um, with uh, the intake manifold, I believe it was, in the engine. Yep. And so he's received this L2 penalty. They are appealing it. So, so that right, means he's in the playoffs for now, or what, I what, don't what does think, that mean? I, I don't think so. I think right now that win is, is does not count to get him in the playoffs. Right okay. now, the, the win counts. It's still in the record books. Um, as a win, but he cannot use that win now to qualify for the Xfinity Series playoffs. Well, what I if think, he wins the appeal? I think if if the appeals panel rules that, like, hey, you, that, that we agree with you and that that win is now reinst- a- reinstated as a playoff <laughs> eligible victory, then I, I guess he makes it. Uh, but, but this is the unfortunate yeah, yeah. thing, right? right? Is that, uh, you know, when NASCAR changed how they're going to inspect cars in the Cup Series three years ago, they yeah. did it to avoid situations like this because yeah. they had so many instances in 2017 and 2018 with these so-called encumbered victories where the drivers kept the victory, but it didn't qualify for the playoffs. Or in the case of Kevin Harvick, 2018 at Texas, yeah. he couldn't advance to the championship round because he'd won the race. NASCAR eliminated that in the Cup Series, and the byproduct of that we saw at Pocono this year. They disqualified Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. They didn't used to disqualify cars at the track, Kyle, but yep. NASCAR wanted to get out of the business of having these midweek penalties affect the Cup Series. Unfortunately, they still have that in the Xfinity Series. You know the other not. bad part, Kyle? I had, I had really eliminated the word encumbered from my vocabulary. I, 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 I had two. Just had I had two. I, I don't want to bring like, it up. <laughs> oh, brother. Encumbered wins, please. Let's move on from that. So, hey, when we come back, what are Ross Chastain's chances, and will his competitors let him advance in the playoffs? We'll hear what Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch think about that coming up next. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
or yes, I mean, Ross has like a two page list of guys, it seems like. So uh, I'm, I, I know, um, yeah, I mean, it's the Cup Series. I feel like you've seen in the past, like it, it, people will make life pretty tough on you. So in my opinion, I think, you know, they're the, if they didn't have people mad at them, I think they'd be the championship favorite. But I can't imagine with, with everybody that seems to be upset with him that, that it will be an easy playoff uh, for him. Absolutely. Yes, you do. You need give and take to win a championship. Yes. Will he get benefit of the doubt in situations when it comes to time on the line, coming to the end of the playoffs and going to Phoenix? Absolutely not. No way. No chance. I don't think people are paying him back yet just because they're waiting for the right time. I would respect everybody, but I don't read articles on social media. So I'm not on there a whole lot. Uh, I definitely don't click on the articles when I do see them. So I don't know. I, I know that there's stuff being said because I get the questions, but uh, only whenever we, you ask me here and I walk out in the next, you know, in a minute now here and uh, go drive the car. I'll let the playoff drama begin. I like the graphic at the beginning of that soundbite rip uh, with Ross Chastain versus everybody, it seemed like, in the entire yeah. field. So uh, Kyle's been dying for this one. No, no. Uh, it I'm could good. be a question of, of not if, but when Ross Chastain gets paid back. All right, Kyle, your thoughts on the topic. Will the drivers be good to their word? No. They won't. They won't. <laughs> Why? I've never seen it. They've all dri- said they were going to. They've all said it a million times. They've been saying it since 1962, and nobody's <laughs> done it. I-, I said it before. Drivers are all talk and no action. I- I'm sorry. I was a driver, too, man. You get out and you run your mouth. That- Listen, let- let's play Martin Truex at Martinsville. Okay. Saying that Joey Logano is never going to win the championship. Yeah, he he's going to win, wi- win the battle, but he's not going to win the war. And he won the battle won and the war. war. He won <laughs> he it all. So my point is... And my point is this, is that you interviewed Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch, and the only time that they've seen Ross Chastain this this year is out of their windshield oh, as he drove away. Wow. Okay? I, I'm just, tell, I'm just telling you, oh, you goodness. can't pay back wow. what you can't catch. And that's the, here's the problem. And, and let, let, me, let me put it to you this way, okay? It is, I've said it before, and I've seen this happen before, okay? Ross is aggressive, okay? okay. Daryl Waltrip was aggressive. Dale Earnhardt Sr. was aggressive. Um, there's been guys that have come in. Ernie Irvin was aggressive, okay? Along with that aggression, the one thing that makes drivers mad is getting beat. Is getting beat. Ross has beaten these guys when Kyle Busch should be winning that race, when Kyle Larson should be winning a race. Ross is winning these races. He's come in, and he's taken wins away. He's taken finishes away. He has inserted himself into the conversation Right, wrong, or indifferent, good or bad, aggressive, non-aggressive, whatever, however you want to say it. He's just another guy in a long line of new blood that has come into a sport, and he's asserted himself, yeah. and he's up there. So there's some jealousy there, okay? Mm-hmm. And I have Ross in my final four. I'm going to say it. Wow. Because I don't <laughs> really? believe, I don't believe any of these guys, okay, as you go through there, most of the guys that you say are OM payback are guys that are trying to get to that final group too, Okay. So are they going to be dinking around trying to pay somebody back or get to the finals? Are they going to be dinking around trying to pay somebody back or get to the, to the elite eight or to get to that eight group? Yeah. What, I mean, what's your point? What's your priority? My priority is to go win the race, not to pay somebody back. So my point is I think we're making a lot over nothing in the big picture until somebody plants him in the wall and then has the, the cojones to come stand on this stage and tell us that's exactly what I did. You know what I mean? Then – 
don't don't talk to me about it because Ross is outrunning these guys. I, I don't have him in my championship four, but I don't think it's because I think he's going to get paid back. Yeah, I, I feel like he's already been paid back a few times, and we had that list there, and we had Denny Hamlin listed on there four times. Yeah, two of those times were Denny paying back Ross, New Hampshire. And Pocono, where Denny didn't cut him any slack on yeah. the restart at Pocono and kind of forced him in the outside wall. Now, you know, does Larson owe him one? Does Amarola owe him one? Does, does Kyle owe him one for what happened a few weeks ago at Richmond? I mean, maybe. But to Kyle's point... Well, we don't know if Amarola found him at the grocery store. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> clear right, that up. Right. They could have met in yeah. the grocery yeah, store, yeah. like that's you true. said. We should probably that's go right. check the Harris Team up on exit 28. That's true. Uh, or no, the food, food line. The food line. Food line. Yeah, 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 we should go up to Huntersville or Mooresville check the food line up there and <laughs> see if they saw any incidents there. But to Kyle Petty's point... Um, I don't know if Kyle Busch is going to be able to pay back Ross Chastain because I don't. I've got Kyle Busch going out after the first round because he's not wow. going to be racing against him. You guys listen, are divulging you know, all kinds like, of like, stuff. Like what? what and what it's KB about saying, listen. Know? And it's he's about half laughable for Kyle Busch to talk about people paying somebody back when he's run over a million people in his his lifetime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I, I, when when you look at this though, okay, you got you got Amendinger at the front. Amendinger. That's that was like instant payback, okay, okay. with, with Amendinger and those guys. So I don't I don't even count so that. That was done. The, the yeah. deal with the deal with the nine car at at um, wherever WWT yeah, whatever. Was, I don't count away. that one either. That's a guy that's asleep at the wheel, meaning Chase Elliott on a restart, and he gets adored and he gets mad about it. Okay, Denny Hamlin drove like a Saturday night race car driver after that to try to pay Ross back. I mean, listen, I'm on, I'm on, the, I'm on the Ross side. I'm on the Ross I, side here. I can here, tell. And, and, I, and I'm going to stay on the Ross side until somebody proves me wrong. So there is an element that you're 100% correct about, Kyle. The, the, the guys who are always up front yeah. do not like it when there's someone new up new front. New up front. That's and right. The, and, but if they're aggressive in getting there, they really don't like it. Yeah. And that's what, there's a little bit of that going no, on too. And that's what Justin Marks will tell you. Yeah, but that, that's okay. So, so I mean, if we just go back to that one period of time when, when and, I, and, I, and you can't, because, I mean, there's so many, Ernie Irvin, we can go to him and his aggression. But if you just go back, and, and I live this, and this is, this is why I can speak to it, with Richard Petty and Kel Yarborough and Dale Waltrip um, and Pearson and all those guys, when Earnhardt showed up, they had just never seen anybody drive like that. They didn't drive each other that way. They didn't race each other that way. And here was a guy that raced them different and beat them and was able to run with them. You know what I mean? He just had a different style. Ross has just come to the game with a different style. Yeah. And he races with them, and he beats them a lot. So it's the same thing, man. This, this sport is cyclical. It, it does that. And I'm not saying that he will ever be as great as Dale Earnhardt Sr. Please do not take that or infer that from this conversation. But what I am saying, it has all the same earmarks and all the same same imprint of that type of driver coming into that type of group. I think he gets validation from rubbing guys the yeah. wrong way because he feels like if I'm doing that, that means I am putting them out of yeah. their comfort zone and I am yeah. doing well because I'm that's threatening right. them. And that's right. I think that's how he views that. And I think that is good. Like I, I, It's been a breakout year for Ross Chastain. I don't think you can criticize yeah. his talent, what he's done on the racetrack. I do think, though, there are concerns. I mean, he's been now in incidents and granted Daytona wasn't his fault but eight straight races he's had something involving his car and that's resulted in now the last time he finished in the top um, 10 was you know you gotta go all the way back to New Hampshire that's right so that's a great point so that is a good team point. has lost a lot of the momentum I mean he's still yeah. fast at times yeah. I mean Richmond he qualifies second he wins stage one but 
kind of faded second half. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's why yeah. I don't have him going far deep into the championship round because I've got more questions about like what's going on with yeah. Trackhouse as, as the season gets later. It's not so much about sure. The that's fields. a great and that that's a great point. And that I would agree with point. that. I also agree with Kyle though. There is an element of piling on it, it now. Yeah. It yeah. seems yeah. like anytime someone's around the one. And they happen to wound up, yeah. you know, being spun or, or something. Their day goes awry. Yeah. Austin Dillon this past weekend at Daytona is one of them. They're all automatically, you know, there's the one again. Yeah. There's Ross again. That's what he does. So let's grab a phone call before we get to Chase Briscoe here in a second. 844 NASCAR NBC. Marvin is on the line. Marvin, what's going on? I'm doing pretty good, Marty. And before I get to my uh, championship four picks, I want to wish my friend Grace O'Henry a happy 29th birthday today. Cool. Cool. I see your championship four on here, and I believe that Ross Chastain's in it, right, Marvin? You better believe it, Mighty Marty. Uh, I got uh, Ross <laughs> Chastain in my uh, championship four, along with his buddy Daniel Suarez. Wow! Uh, and I also got Chase, and I also got Chase Elliott and Ryan the Buckeye Bullet Junior Blaney uh, making it into the championship four. I love it, Marvin. Good, I love man. it. That's so, yes, good. so to your point, Nate, appreciate the call, Marvin. Thank you, man. He has two track house there drivers in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. But he agrees with Kyle. He's got Ross yeah. Chastain. Yeah. I just think at some point, Kyle, I hear what you're saying. Somebody's going to pay him back at some point. <laughs> Somebody's going to find an opportune time because Listen. these guys aren't going to be. Not everybody's going to be in the playoffs. It's on that list. Listen, gonna find a right time here under Martinsville. the table is a huge plate oh, of crow. Geez. And I'm willing <laughs> to eat it right here. Listen, I'm, I'm willing to go. But no one has yet. All we've had is 26 races of yak, 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 yak. I'm paying Ross back. I'm paying Ross back. Ross, I got Ross this week. I got Chastain this week. For decades, so, this man has heard all talk I, and no action. That's right. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. I, I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm never, I just don't see it. I don't all see right. it. We're going to hand you that plate of crows. <laughs> hang playoffs. on. Hang, right so here. I'll be right here, people. Right here. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk to Cup Series playoff driver Chase Briscoe. You know, he has won at every track in round one in the Xfinity Series. Could be a good omen for round one for Chase Briscoe. We'll hear from him next. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. crazy things. This is 40 of us. Be a husband, be a father, be a race car driver. Even when you don't win, I try not to have many bad days. We can win a championship with everybody in this room. It's inevitable to piss somebody off. It takes everything that you have. Mentally, physically, death is my biggest fear. Oh, push your upside down. Racing scares the crap out of me. Steaming to the line. Who will be the NASCAR champion? It's going to be a drag race. Oh. 
Butler tomorrow race for the championship debuts on USA. Otherwise, Nate, it's uh, it's not a very busy weekend at all in the world of motorsports. <laughs> no. Never is green. on wow. NBC Sports uh, <laughs> Motorsports Land. IndyCar, Portland, Sunday. Oh, it's going to be a big there. one. Four yeah. in the mix for the championship yeah. there. Connor Daly, by the way, on the Dale Jr. Download. That's going to be a yeah, cool uh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then, of course, the playoffs kickoff for the NASCAR Cup Series. The weekend capper from Darlington on USA Xfinity Series as well. We will be there for practice and qualifying on Saturday before the Xfinity Series race also. I know a driver who's excited to get the Cup playoffs going. That would be Stuart Haas' Chase Briscoe. Hey, Chase, I mentioned a moment ago you wanted every track in this round in the Xfinity Series. So does that give you a little confidence that, hey, Maybe this could be your best round in the Cup Series playoffs. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely helps whenever, you know, you're going to racetracks that you enjoy going to. You know, Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol are all tracks I've always enjoyed going to my entire career. So, yeah, I think it helps whenever you've had some success there. You know, I feel like from just a mindset standpoint, it definitely helps whenever you enjoy going to the racetracks. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think the first round is – you know, around where you just can't eliminate yourself, and that's something that we're definitely going to try to just try to limit mistakes this first round and just try to obviously try to go win a race, but if not, just point our way there, and I feel like you just can't have a bad race, and there's a lot of opportunities in this first round to make a lot of mistakes. You know, the Southern 500, there's a lot of opportunities to make a mistake at that race, so uh, we're going to just try to uh, limit mistakes. That's something that we haven't done the greatest job of the last couple months, but uh, we're going to try to turn it around this week, and yeah, that first round, I think, is statistically a good round for me, you know, throughout my career. And hopefully we can uh, do that again in the playoffs. So you win early in the year and you've had all year to think about being in the playoffs. <laughs> That's the good news. The bad news is it's the most competitive feel in the playoffs that we've ever had uh, because we've had so many winners this year. It's been such a crazy year. What makes you guys and, and this team dangerous as we start into the playoffs? Yeah, you know, you, you have a good point. We definitely have had a really long time to think about it and talk about it, and it's crazy that it's finally here because, you know, literally I think Phoenix is week three or four of the year. You know, we've, we've been literally talking about the playoffs, and now that it's finally here, you know, we finally have gotten to this point that we've been talking about over and over and over again. But I think for us, the one thing that does make us a little bit dangerous is I feel like every racetrack we've gone to, we've had speed, and we always unload really good. I, I, I would say 75% of the time we've been the best – Stuart Haas car at the end of practice qualifying. We just don't finish where we run from a speed standpoint. So I feel like there's really only two or three races where we've kind of put together the whole race. And those were, you know, Phoenix, Bristol, and uh, Charlotte for this Coke 600. And, you know, when we put the whole race together, I feel like we're typically right there in the mix to win. Uh, you know, I just feel like as a team and even me as a driver, I haven't done a very good job of, of running or finishing where our speed is. You know, there's a lot of time we run anywhere from, 7th to 12th all day long in the last 50 laps we find ourselves 18th to 24th where there's a lot of teams that do the opposite you know they run 18th to 24th most of the day but find themselves 7th to 12th at the end of the race and that's something come playoff time that that i'm gonna have to do way better um you know just just understanding the situation and, and putting yourself in better spots because I, I obviously haven't done the greatest job of that this year Following up on that, Chase, is some of it, though, just circumstantial and just kind of waiting for things to break your way a little bit like that? I mean, you, you talk about limiting mistakes, but, like, I think back to the, the last two races for you. I mean, Daytona, you made a great move to get to the front, and then, you know, it's Daytona. Of course, you're going to have the big wreck happen in, in situations. And then Watkins Glen, I mean, Johnny Klossmeyer made a great move, I thought, yeah. to put you out get the lead, you made, you know, the transition from wet to dry, you did great there. Is it just a matter of, like, 
hey, we're, we're like you said, you guys are showing every week you can run at the front, but maybe it's 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 luck, it's execution, but maybe it's a little bit of luck too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like, I mean, really from an execution and a luck standpoint, since the Coke 600, we just haven't really had anything go our way. You know, even going back a couple of weeks before Watkins Glen, I mean, Richmond, which is probably, I feel like, my worst racetrack, we're running in the top five. You know, a lot, a lot of the majority of the race at the very end had a shot to maybe win. For sure, it felt like we were going to run top five and the exhaust catches on fire. So, I mean, we just had weird stuff happen where, I mean, who would have thought the exhaust was going to catch on fire because rubber got up in there? You know, we just had a lot of weird stuff happen this year. Um, and I feel like if we can do a better job, well, I mean, we really can't do a better job of that stuff. But just even putting ourselves up front, you know, we've been able to, to have the speed to get up front. We just need to execute a little bit better. And I need to do a better job of maintaining our track position once we get it. So Nate mentions the Daytona wreck, and, and I know you've mentioned this week, during the week, that you've had some soreness since that wreck. Denny Hamlin coming out today saying he's sore after his wreck. Chase, is there a growing concern among the drivers about some, some impacts that might, I mean, yours is a pretty big impact here. You go in the air, but some impacts seem innocuous this year, but drivers are really sore from them. Is that starting to be a growing concern among drivers? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, anytime you have guys that are you know sore or whatever you're definitely i feel like gonna start having concern and, and i think this car you know in those rare instances instances where it's a massive massive wreck I, I do think this car probably performs way better than what we had in the past but it seems like your more casual wrecks that that we have a lot of you know seem to, to hurt your body a little bit more and you're just sore for a couple more days and things like that so I think, you know, I, I just had a media thing this earlier this week, and I kind of said the same thing, where I feel like with this car, we just don't have the data points right now. You know, the old car, we had literally thousands of wrecks that we could go and look at. And, you know, when the old car came out originally, you know, I'm sure the, the, the hits were a little bit worse for guys, where as time went on, we figured out how to make it better. And, you know, I think with this new car, you know, we're honestly maybe not even into hundreds of wrecks yet and just don't have a lot of data points to even look at and figure out what we can do to make it better and it's going to evolve you know four years from now it's going to be way better than what it is now but i do think right now you know it, it's definitely i think a concern for all of us just how the the easier wrecks definitely seem to hurt a little bit more but i think the bigger impacts at least the bigger impacts i've had this year seem to be a little bit better um so yeah it's just interesting you know until they uh get more data points i think it's going to be hard to pinpoint what we need to do different but you know i'm confident that uh nascar is doing what they can to, to figure it out and obviously they don't want to see any of us get hurt so that's kind of their their main concern i think hey chase another discussion we've been having today is about driver feuds and do they linger <laughs> into the playoffs will there be paybacks namely we've been talking about ross chastain i think you might have had a thing with the one car Watkins Lynn. i don't know if you still have Something going on there, but do you think that there'll be scores to be settled during the playoffs, or do you think all that stuff goes away when the championship comes into play? I don't know. I, I think there's definitely a lot of talk. Kyle was saying it earlier. Everybody always talks, and nobody really ever does. Um, <laughs> you know, that was kind of my thing at Watkins Glen. Uh, you know, Ross kind of drove through me, and I'd seen him do it to other people, and I wasn't going to put up with it anymore. So I think, you know, me and Ross talked about it, and I feel like, you know, we understand now i think so yeah i think it depends on your situation if you're in the playoffs i don't think you're going to take a shot at a guy but you know there's definitely guys that once they get knocked out of the playoffs i think it, it'll be hard to not want to you know not hey, you're going to wreck him but you can make his life a lot harder um you know in in the race you know being hard to pass you know you can just do a lot of things to 
really make their life a lot harder and then you can let the next guy go or whatever. So yeah, I think, you know, if you have tally marks on guys, you definitely can use them in the playoffs. Um, I don't know if you're going to see guys destroying each other though, but I definitely think they make their life a lot harder come playoff time if they're not in the playoffs for sure. Tally marks. I'm writing that one down. That's a great point. That that is a great point. And and that's from a driver who just explained (laughs) to you guys that taking a guy out is not always a payback. Yeah. Being hard to pass, holding people up, that's a payback. And that's a fair payback. That's a fair payback. I agree with that. But the way we build it up, it's like, oh, my goodness, it's (laughs) Armageddon. We're taking them all out, man. We're taking Ross out. That's Uh, not going to happen, people. Not going to happen. Let's grab a phone call at 844-NASCAR-NBC-CHASE. James in New York, you're on with Chase Briscoe. Go ahead, bud. Hey, Chase. Uh, How are you doing today? Hey, man, how are you? Good. I'm doing good. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, since you won at Darlington in the Xfinity Series in 2020, uh, what have you learned going into your very first uh, NASCAR Cup Series uh, playoff race at uh, Darlington this weekend? Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, just how to manage your stuff there. I I feel like I always have a lot of short run speed. You know, in the Xfinity car, it didn't necessarily hurt you as much because the runs were a lot shorter, but the Cup car, the runs and, and just the amount of laps you have to run on a set of tires seem to be a lot longer. And I always think I'm Paul and Mel, you know, the first 20, 25 laps of a run and then 40 laps into it, everybody's driving back by me. So I think, you know, just with the cup races being a lot longer, green flag runs, you know, I feel like I've, I've got enough of a notebook now from the Xfinity stuff and even the couple cup races I've ran just to understand that balance of how hard to run at the beginning of the run versus trying to save your stuff for the end of the run. And, you know, that's a hard balance to, to have because track position is so important. You know, restarts, you have to go, you have to run 100%. Uh, but then once you get spread out, you know, you can kind of start maintaining and saving your stuff. And there's not a lot of racetracks we go to where that even comes into play anymore. But Darlington is, is definitely one of them. And that's something that I feel like until you have that experience there, it's hard to tell yourself, hey, this is the pace I need to run. Where you see guys that are successful at, at Darlington, they're not always the fastest at the beginning of the run. You know, Denny Hamlin isn't pulling away by five seconds the first 20 laps of a run, but the last 20 to 30 laps of the run, he's normally way faster than everybody else. So trying to just look at what those guys are doing and, and how I can try to mimic that the best I can and you know not get so caught up in, in having speed at the front of the run, but really trying to manage it for the end. Okay, so I, I want to ask a follow-up question to that because it, we, we were having this discussion a little bit earlier. Um, obviously, we talked about you winning at Phoenix, running at Darlington, different places with this car. What have you learned during the course of the season with this car that you think going into this race at Darlington and going into the playoffs, what have you guys learned about the car that you feel like you're in a better place? Because we, we talked and we were like, listen, you give these guys a car, you give them 26 races, they're going to be a lot smarter 26 races into it than what they were the second or third races. Is there anything that stands out to you that you guys have learned about this car that you say, okay, when we go to Darlington or we go to Bristol or we go to Kansas, wherever we go, we're going to be better next time. Yeah, I think for us, you know, especially with how early we've won, we kind of took that, uh, you could say it's an advantage or a disadvantage, you know, there for a large majority of the season, we just started trying stuff, just seeing if we could figure something out, you know, that on paper or when you go, you know, look at the sim, it makes sense. Like this is a no brainer. You're going to put this in your car. It's going to go faster. Well, that doesn't always correlate over to real life. And I feel like for us, especially, you know, we really struggled that midpoint of the season because we were trying stuff and not even trying stuff, just stuff that, you know, when you look at the computer, it says, yeah, this is going to make you faster. And it doesn't really apply to real life. And 
you know, the Coke 600 was kind of our reset point where we just went back to what we started the season, kind of the, the simple stuff, the basic stuff. Um, but I feel like for us, you know, 26 races into the season now, you know, there, there might be other teams that didn't have the luxury of, you know, hey, let's try this, let's try that, because they had a points race or they had a, they didn't have the win in the bank yet. So for us, I think that's one thing that, you know, helps us in our situation. But then even from just the car standpoint and, like, for me driving it, uh, going into Darlington, the thing I feel like that's, that's a huge thing to just understand is this tire, for whatever reason, you can't slip it as much. You know, if you slip it one time, you know, if you just, say, have a, a huge loose moment just randomly off the corner for whatever reason, this thing's like you're driving on ice for the next three to four laps, and it's just really, really sensitive. And at Darlington, it's easy to obviously slip the tires a lot. So I feel like now just having that experience, understanding this car a little bit more, understanding the tire a little bit more, hopefully uh, can can use that to my advantage and, and just understand times where, okay, you might be able to maybe make this pass, but if, if you don't make the pass, you're going to slip the tire huge. Well, then you pay for it you know, two, three times more. The, you know 10 15 laps later into the run and, and just understanding that i feel like for for me as a driver uh helps quite a bit just now that we have 26 races of experience under our belt all right chase we appreciate the time today best of luck thank in you, the man. playoffs we'll see you yeah, in darlington all right yeah appreciate it all right about chase briscoe joining us here when we come back we'll give you our playoff picks including the first four out and did you say dell jr's racing tonight yes we'll explain in just a moment the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is where it all starts. Darlington. Here, the walls can talk. And folks, they're going to have their say. So, you want to be a NASCAR champion? The round of 16 begins this evening. Taming Darlington is your first step. And boy, is it a doozy. The NASCAR playoffs begin at Darlington on USA. So far, so good. Having a lot of fun. Just trying to settle in, get a little more comfortable. Uh, the anxiety and the nerves are at a max. Uh, so I'm trying to trying to chill out a little bit. That's Dale Jr. at North Wilkesboro. Check that out, Nate. Uh, racing in the Cars Tour. That's going to be fun. It looks fun. At old Wilkesboro. see that racetrack back. I know. It's nice to see that racetrack back. I don't even know where Jr. qualified. Let's see where he qualified. Where did he qualify? Well, P6. He's starting P6 tonight. Gonna be fun. Cars tour. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Travis uh, Quapple's son, Carson Quapple, on the pole, from what I understand. So, Cars Tour is an outstanding series. My son Maya drove in the Cars Tour and uh, and racing at North Wilkesboro tonight. Kyle, the best part about North Wilkesboro, the Victory Lane podium still works. It never oh, stops working. Really? It still works. No way. Yes, it does. No way. Can I bring back some fond memories uh, for Shoot you yeah. at North Wilkesboro? Man, I, I had some good that times place. up there. I know you did. I'm not I, so sure 1985 was your favorite time. Is that when I put the official on the hood? No, that's when Dale Hart <laughs> Sr. 
punted yeah, you and this. put you into the wall. Here. Yeah, this and that was a one groove racetrack. I'm not going to blame him for that. One. He didn't really. <laughs> Wait, you were in the way? Is what no, you're saying? No, 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 no. The, the, the racetrack was tearing up down there. You had Wait, to what straddle. What are you doing here? It's going backwards. I'm going backwards. What are you doing? This is where I put the official on the hood. Oh, this is where I put. Go, go, go! No. Yes. Who was that? Uh, I, was, I don't know. Oh, that's what I was. That's what I went down. It's a good thing he was wearing a helmet. Oh, I went wait. down to talk yeah. to Dale. <laughs> and then so, the other part is yeah. they came in. They then after all that, they interviewed you on the TV broadcast. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Were you hot? I, I spoke some sign language, and NASCAR got mad because I had an in-car camera. <laughs> uh, oh, that's very a good. whole other issue for uh, that, all that happened in the last century, people. So don't worry about it. it doesn't happen anymore. Statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah that's right. exactly right. Exactly. That. Uh, Eighty-three. That's forty years, dude. Well, I know. Is that what you it said? Was, it was a while no, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. I can get <laughs> yeah. back to our calls yeah. here. Let's rip through. Actually, let's do our picks here instead. <laughs> I thought we were going to do some phone calls. Let's, let's do, do it. Let's just instead. do something. Let's because do I want to make sure we get all our okay, surprise picks in. So here we go. Uh, here's our picks for the playoffs. We'll start with surprise drivers and see who we think could be a very good driver and might surprise some folks in the playoffs. So, Kyle. You picked for your surprise driver. Do you remember? I picked Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez. Very nice. Yes. Just because of what Trackhouse has done, what he's done in recent weeks, I I feel like that they've come to a different place in the last couple of weeks or last three or four races. Um, I don't have him in my championship four by any stretch, uh, but I do believe – They'll be competitive. Either a bad time revealed that we both have him as our first Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you do. He's okay. He's first out for me. But okay. Mine's way out. Uh, I, I Nate, picked, who do you have I picked another one-win driver as my surprise driver, not sucking up to him because he was on the show just now, but oh, Chase yeah. Briscoe is yeah. my surprise driver. Really? I yes. think the number 14 Reasoning? Ford could go deep. Um, I just, like I was telling him, like, I, I, he made a great move at Daytona to get to the front. Watkins Glen, I think he and Klossmeyer made a brilliant call there. I just, I think this... Team yep. could surprise. All right, cool. I have Christopher Bell as my surprise driver, and I th- I'm shocked you guys didn't pick him. I mean, so listen, if they can put together a race, they have speed that can win not only in in the playoffs, but maybe even make it to the championship. There you go, people. Four, if, so. if, yes. Can I get if remember, can remember that word. If they will have the speed. If and butts are candy and nuts. Thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> yes, that. every day is Christmas. Um, yes, it would be. Uh, all right, let's grab one phone call at least, Mike. In Pennsylvania, what's going on, Mike? Hey, it's great to be on the show. I'd like yeah, to we say that it. my surprise—I'd I, like to say my surprise driver is Kyle Busch because he'll get eliminated in the round of 16 because he had two top tens the last 11 races. Ooh, but uh, somebody else agrees with you my, too. But go ahead. My, my question, my question is, can Tyler Reddick make the championship four? Because I see Homestead is in the round of eight, and he's run really well this year, and I'd like to know if you think he can make it. I would say 100%, and I yeah. struggle with not putting Kyle Larson, or I'm sorry, uh, Tyler Reddick really? in my championship yeah. four because I think, to his point, Miami's in there the round before. The Roval is in there. And I, th- I think there's yeah. a lot of racetracks where Tyler Reddick he can, he can could it. surprise. Yeah, would, and can. they're kind of playing with house money. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I wouldn't have said it before Daytona, longer. but like the fact that he pushed Dylan to the win at Daytona, yeah. it seems like things everybody's yeah. happy there now. Yeah. And that, combined with those tracks, you're right. There's a path. I think Mike is a hundred percent correct. So okay. um, there you go. Um, all right, Kyle Petty, let's hear your championship four picks. Who do you think is going to be in the championship four? Oh, who's in this year? Who's in? Who's, Not, who's in, in the who's championship in? four? My, are, Racing uh, for a title in Phoenix. There Chase you go. Elliott, Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick. Ooh, Kevin wow. Harvick. Okay. okay. And, and sorry, I, uh, there's listen, a lot I, to dissect there, Kyle. Yeah, listen, the, the Chastain o- one. 
Yep. Here's a little to dissect. Harvick as well. Go, go. Nate Ryan. Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, William Byron. Regains his early season form. Very nice. Lord Byron. Uh, Mine, real quick, is Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson is my other one. And I'm going to go with Joey Logano to win the championship this year. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Real quick, 15 seconds left in the show. You have first out. You have Austin Sendrick, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon. I think we all kind of agree on that. We also have both have Daniel Suarez out. We'll see you guys from Darlington. Going to be a fun weekend. Playoffs start this weekend. I don't have Suarez out. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.